0: Cows, you know, to make a hamburger or um, a steak requires so much water that we're basically taking our greatest asset on this planet and wasting it just for the pleasure of a filet mignon, you know, or five guys. And and for me, that gives me pause. And I remember I have a friend who, who told me that a few years ago. And I was like, "What? That doesn't make sense." But then, the more I read and and learned, I recognized that, you know, we're we're hurting ourselves for some temporary pleasures, and it's not just that the food is not good for you. Getting the food to us is hurting the planet, and that's going to hurt us eventually. And it already is. You see places like South Africa where they have a, a legitimate water crisis, and you know, it's gonna it's gonna extend to other parts of the world if we don't do something. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April
1: Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer.
2: Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer.
0: episode we thought we would take a moment and define some of the terms that we use very frequently on this show. One of which would be vegan. Another is plant-based and oftentimes people ask, "Well, well what does that mean and what's the difference? So what does it mean to be vegan? Well let's go to the internet and find out the answer. So according to Wikipedia, veganism is the practice of abstaining from the use of animal products, particularly in diet, and an associated philosophy that rejects the commodity status of animals. A follower of the diet or the philosophy is known as a vegan. Distinctions may be made between several categories of veganism. Dietary vegans, or strict vegetarians, refrain from consuming animal products, not only meat, but also eggs, dairy, and other animal-derived substances. It's a
1: very scientific answer, but... Right. It means that you don't eat anything or consume anything or wear anything that comes from an animal. So that's very um, broad and holistic if taken that way. Um, not wearing leather, not eating honey, as you mentioned, no dairy, no animal products. So. It's a, a holistic lifestyle now, but within that, in practice, people are sometimes dietary vegans, in which case they um, only subscribe to, plant, to plants as a source of energy um, without any animal products, um, namely butter and dairy usually are the biggest things that um, vegetarians generally will eat that vegans will not eat. But it also encompasses like how, what you wear and what you put on your body, so fur, mm-hmm. And leather and all those different things. Vegans can crocodile fall shoes. into that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Alli- oh, alligator shoes. Alligator, alligator shoes. You can get crocodile shoes. Crocodile Python. <laughs> snake skin belt. Exactly. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Calf hair belt. Also, we're speaking to the women here, right? Because you can mm-hmm. get a calf hair belt. Okay. I have calf hair leopard shoes, and we'll call myself out here. They are boss. So, um, <laughs> not vegan. Definitely not a vegan, at least not in that way. But like I said, in practice, people, um, s- most mainstream vegans are specifically dietary and they may also
0: be, be environmental,
1: environmental or, exactly. or ethical. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that you summed it up pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the, Wikipedia entry goes on to say that vegan diets are regarded as appropriate for all stages of life, including during infancy and pregnancy. And then it lists a couple of um, associations and academies that um, support vegan diets. Though there's one that says it does not recommend vegan diets for children or adolescents or during pregnancy and breastfeeding.
1: Here's the thing, everybody knows that eating plants and veggies, uh, plants, veggies, all, all that stuff, um, everybody knows that eating plants is better for us, our bodies. Plants are healing. Plants are have the fiber. Plants have the nutrient, um, all the nutrients that we need, and better for our environment, and better for the animals. Um, we all know that. It's hard, though. Can be.
0: Yeah.
1: It's hard if you're transitioning, right? If you, if it, it's hard if you. If that's not something you've known, it's not something you've grown up with, um, and then you realize one day, I, like myself, speaking for myself, one day, like, oh, wait, that chicken, so that was actually, wait, you had to kill it? Yeah, you had to kill it. Well, how? Well, how, how and how, do you, I mean, when, when I would go with my mom to the store,
0: the and chicken just in the chicken was
1: in the case, and it was nice <laughs> and pretty, right? There wasn't much blood, there was just like, you know, nice and, and pretty chicken breasts that just look perfect, right? And 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 so you know, she'd be like, yes. And the only thing I was thinking of was like, yes, mom's making that chicken dinner that I love. Or my favorite was liver and onions. She used to mm. make that for me. I love that thing, right? My sister's making a face. I always hated liver and onions. And I always loved liver and onions. But she loved it. So I'd see her buy it, and I'm just like, yes, liver and onions coming at me with the rice and the gravy and the onions. Never connecting it to a human being, or sorry, to an animal, to a living, a, a, a being. A living being. being. Right? Yeah, yeah that's true. I, I've
0: always said that I want to be one step removed from my food source, right? So I don't, I don't want to know how the sausage gets made, as yeah. Lisa said mm-hmm. a, a couple of weeks ago, and. You know, I'm, I'm, but I'm, so I'm not an ethical vegan, but I do feel like there are environmental factors that cause me to want to abandon, that I want everyone to abandon animal products. So, you know, my thing is water. And in some documentaries I've seen, it, it emphasizes how much difficulty we have in maintaining our planet and raising all of these animals simply for Slaughter. the purpose of yeah of, mm-hmm. of eating them. So animal husbandry. And especially when it comes to cattle. So cows, you know, to make a hamburger or um, a steak requires so much water that we're basically taking our greatest asset on this planet and wasting it just for the pleasure of a filet mignon, you know, or Five guys. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that gives me pause. And I remember I have a friend who, who told me that a few years ago, and I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. But then the more I read and, and learned, I recognized that, you know, we're, we're hurting ourselves for some temporary pleasures. And it's not just that the food is not good for you, getting the food to us is hurting the planet, and that's going to hurt us eventually. And it already is. You see places like South Africa where they have a, a legitimate water crisis, and you know it's gonna it's gonna extend to other
1: parts of the world if we don't do something. Yeah. Now, see, I would just have a, a brief aside. I would have a counter argument to that because it, the reason the water is, in my mind, right, world are to April, but but also there there's some statistical evidence to support this. But part of the reason the water problem exists is not just because the resources aren't here not just because of the overuse of and the really excessive use of, of the animal husbandry, to use your term, is it's also the misappropriation of the natural resources and the fact that people are clustered into cities and the fact that you know, people with the power um, do not, especially when you're talking about places, third world countries and other places, where people with the power are not distributing the products and the, the 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 services, the food, right? We know this in a war. War breaks out, and whoever's on top that week or that month or that year holds all the resources, so that the people in the countryside can die, starve, literally starve, right? Yeah. So, so, so some of it's See, human, it's, and that's yes. the only part I, I, I want to point out. Some and, of and it is
0: human, and that's fine. But I just want to use some data here, okay. right? So, the global average water footprint, right, or the total amount of water needed to produce one pound of beef, take a guess. How many
1: gallons of water does it take to produce a pound of beef? Mm. Well, you talking about a, you're talking about a calf, from, 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 a, from calf to adulthood, right, in terms of water? So it's not just watering the field to produce the,
0: the mm. grass, but if you think about um the water that's required to, you know, take off the hide and in the slaughterhouse all the water that has to be used in order to clean the utensils and you know, all of that, right? Mm. So just how much water do you think it takes to produce one pound of beef? Mm. Oh. Give me a number. <sighs> Just guess
1: fifty thousand gallons. That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I would say a hundred. Okay, so <laughs> somewhere in the middle, right? So I guess if <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> this were the prices, I mean, right? you it made, like you the whole planet.
1: You scared me. Me, like, what? Well, you know, I mean, good. I mean, you're, you you're talking about the field, and you're talking about the raising it from scared. a calf and the mom, and like, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, you're talking about over the course of a, a lifetime, depending on what you're slaughtering, too, right? If you're sla- slaughtering a calf <laughs> or you're slaughtering a full blown uh, animal, well, that's that's years of water. So, I'm sorry, 50,000 gallons. I don't think that's unrealistic. It, okay. I well, mean, it's thankfully, it's, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna we probably fact- check. already, We probably would have already.
0: Um, exhausted depleted. the water supply if it was 50,000 gallons. So already endangered. Like, I mean, what are you talking about? Anyway, if this were the prices right, you would be going home and you would be in the Showcase Showdown, Lisa. <laughs> fine. I don't want right. your
1: stinking pound of beef. No way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True that. So to produce one pound of beef is 1,799 gallons of water. One pound of pork takes 576 gallons of water. They don't eat grass um, primarily. Yeah. Grass is not their primary food source. All right. As a comparison, the water footprint of soybeans is 216 gallons. Corn is 108 gallons. Now I don't know how much corn because they're not they're not saying a pound, but it may be a pound. But still, I mean the scale there is ridiculous. How much more water is required to produce um, some ground beef? Or beef. did not say ground beef, but beef versus all of these other sources of protein that we have available to. Right. So,
1: well, uh, well, and what you just hit on is key, right? That's part of the reason we're here is because people feel like I need my protein, right? So pound of beef is very important because you can't get protein from a plant based source, and so. Eh. Right. We're and we're, we're a little bit off topic in the sense of like what is vegan, right? Oh, but, right. But, but but vegan is this thing of like you you eat. And you, your life is around plants and not animals, right? To varying degrees, and you're speaking to the environmental impacts, right? Here's why um, it makes sense to be vegan, um, and and you know, there's some people who will probably counter argue like, "Well, almonds take a lot of water to," and it's not that's not that's untrue, true. yeah. Right, so that's true. However, we all understand, statistically, the China study, I'm just gonna throw that out there because it's not an interesting read, but it is a compelling read if you're interested in like and you're concerned about health. um, In places where they do not have, they do not consume the level of meat that we do in this country, America, Um, they have lower incidences of all the diseases of affluence that we enjoy, I say this affectionately, in America, diabetes, high blood pressure, hypertension.
0: High cholesterol
1: right? Uh, obesity. Yeah. All these things. So, did you know, she looked at me when she said obesity? That's so wrong.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm looking at you because you're that. the podcast director. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. keep going, wow. Dang. Like, <laughs> we just went off the rails just now. Sorry. <laughs> so there are lots of reasons, right? There's right. compelling. And so I, th- I think where you were going is the difference between vegan and, and plant-based. Right. So uh, I think it's
0: interesting that in Wikipedia, um, the the way that they describe veganism is the practice of abstaining, right? And I feel like that probably is one of the reasons why people have a hard time um, considering this as a way to eat or a way to live is that it starts out with what you can't have, right? And so I personally struggle with that, right? Trying to change my mindset from feeling restricted and uh, that I have all of these things that are taken out of my um, available diet and then focusing on what I can have which is why I like the term plant-based. So when you look at plant-based, again, using Wikipedia as my source of information, a plant-based diet is a diet consisting mostly of entire, excuse me, mostly or entirely of foods derived from plants, including vegetables, grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, and fruits, and with few or no animal products. Right, not necessarily a vegetarian diet, right? Some people continue to have meat or fish in smaller quantities, but in essence- Which is not the definition of vegetarian, but you're not supposed to have animal products. It says a plant-based diet is not necessarily a vegetarian diet, right? But the idea is to build your plate um, with plants first, and then if you need to add some items around it, then that's
1: what you should do. Right? Yeah, I love that you said that. It's it's it's, it's stacking your plates with vegetables first, mm-hmm. which is not the way we orient our plates. No. Generally speaking, in the Western world, is it's meat first, meat starch. Where's the meat? Then vegetables, whatever room is left, or no vegetables, or no vegetables. I mean, there's some people who are just like, I'm a carnivore. Somebody so affectionately um, think of as like a father figure was like, I'm a bacon eater. <laughs> 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 like, okay. Is that like a thing, like vegan, and plant-based, and Baconator, is that a thing?
2: Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I don't know about Baconator specifically, but I know a a lot of people who um, decline vegetables and plants pretty Mm -hmm. much at all costs. Mm -hmm. Which is always interesting to me. Me
0: too. And I I won't say that I don't have moments where, for whatever reason, I want something, and I'm like, I don't want to fill my stomach with that salad because I want to be able to enjoy this other thing. Yeah. But on a daily basis having plants as the primary source of my calories I know is going to make me feel better. It's going to provide me with more hydration because you know high water content foods or vegetables and fruits. Um, it's going to help me use the bathroom and be more regular, you know, and and it does aid in weight loss if you if you primarily eat plants, as opposed to just saying, I'm not going to eat animals, because
1: I think that can be tricky and people get caught up there. Yeah. So let's step back one second, because vegan, we talked about, is this holistic approach to um, not using animals for human consumption or human where and that kind of thing. Plant-based, based on what in, you in described, form, yeah. is is primarily around diet and what's on the plate. Yes, And it doesn't, what I like about plant-based over vegan, well first, vegan has become this very loaded term of like, you know, you're a sellout if you are not, you know, you're doing what's that terrible for the environment, you're a sellout. There's a very huge divide between the carnivores and the vegans because both are pretty, can be, not always, but can be pretty like uh, dogmatic on yeah. both sides and it has created some tension. Plant-based gives room for um, stacking your plate primarily with vegetables and and grains and these other and these mix of, of nutrient-dense um, plant-based products, um, and leaving room for a person who might have a higher need for protein Iron. or something. I don't know yeah. in which they might choose. Right, they might choose to eat a piece of fish or to have I. I Absolutely. I love honey. I, I I buy all natural, unprocessed honey. If I were a pure vegan, I couldn't have it because it would be, it'd be uh, yeah. anti-vegan, against my anti-vegan moral. So like, but I think that honey, honey has these great properties for it, right? It's great if you have allergies, because especially if you're buying local and unprocessed, right? right. So I don't, and I, there's nothing like butter, right? I try to limit it to, I try to fill my plate wherever I am with if it has butter, it's plant-based butter. And there are some delicious mm-hmm. ones out there. There are. There are times, though, I am at my grandmother's house and it's like, she just made those mashed potatoes with butter. I'm not going to say no to her mashed potatoes so that I can stand, so I can just, you know, keep my label.
0: stand tall as a vegan. Right. Yeah. I feel like
1: plant-based is, plant-based is so much more, so much less prescriptive and so much more. Um, Philosophical, really. That's how I think of it.
2: Really? It's a
0: philosophy for how you approach what you're going to eat. As opposed to a set of rules that
1: you have to follow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and what I like too is that it's it's more the designer. I, I, it's, mm. it's it's like the designer diet in terms of in the sense of like I get to choose right how much and how little versus like prescriptive, all of this and none of that versus plant-based, I get to decide how much of this and that and what makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a lot easier to, right now at least, when I'm telling people what I what I eat, they're like, what can I feed you? Um, anything that has a plant parent. Mm-hmm. And then it, they pause and then it's like, got it. No, exactly. Does that mean you don't eat fish? Generally, <laughs> yes, that's what mean. <laughs> Yes. That's generally what it means, but cool. Do fish have plant parents? <laughs> but but but, but I, I used to get really irritated. Like, well, duh, do you read the dictionary? Like, yes, oh. anything with a plant parent. But now I'm, I feel so much more compassionate because I recognize that it, it, we're, it's, a, it's a shift for people like myself who, you know, culture. 20 years ago were just like, what are you talking about? Don't have, can't have any butter? Like, mm-hmm. what, well, what am I supposed to eat? That was the question, mm-hmm. right? What am I supposed to eat? And so it was very natural for my family and people that I love when I was making the transition to be like, "Well, what am I supposed to feed you?" Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's it's a thing. But listen, anything with a plant parent. Okay? So, load up the veggies. Okay, I got it. Yeah. The problem with an American diet and specifically in the African American culture is that even the veggies have meat. Oh, yeah. And even the veggies have butter and mm-hmm. cheese. Mhm. Um it's like we can't have A plant that doesn't also have butter or cheese or some bacon in it. And don't get me wrong, bacon is awesome, but bag. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: I was just talking to somebody about um, sweet potatoes and saying how, like, I I just like them plain. She's like, yeah, like, why do I need butter and cinnamon and marshmallows? And I was like, yeah, at that point, it stops being a vegetable and (laughs) you're having
2: dessert. Yeah. Mm.
0: So I, I think that that is something that we've, done in our culture. And I think a part of it is, you know, growing up eating processed foods, your taste buds change. And so the natural beauty of food is no longer sufficient for you to feel satisfied a lot of times. And so that's why they keep adding stuff like loaded mashed potatoes and loaded sweet potatoes and, you know, uh, cheese sauce on your broccoli. And, you know, when when you've had that, especially as a child, when, you're, when your tastes are developing and your palate is forming, then as you get older, you're like, well, I, I can't just eat this plain because it's no good.
2: Mm-hmm. The thing that I find, too, is uh, uh, speaking to what you were talking about, about when you start eating things as a kid, um, how that does you know, shape what you eat as an adult. I I find that a lot of parents, they say that they don't give their kids vegetables because the kids don't like the vegetables. Well, your kid's never going to like vegetables if you never give them vegetables. What I find for myself, even uh, if I do something like a juice cleanse or something like that, yeah, in the beginning, it tastes nasty, but after I do it for a while and I change my diet, spinach tastes amazing and kale tastes amazing and I don't need dressing on it because... My palate has changed in a way where I actually enjoy those things when I didn't before. So um, I think to, to speak to that point about kids, yeah, kids are never going to like it if you don't ever give it to them because they're not ever going to develop the taste, taste for, for what's it. good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I like about plant, the term plant-based over vegan is that I feel like plant-based is more conscious, right? Because like uh, April was saying, when you say nothing with a plant parent, it gives people pause, they have to think about it. And when you're researching, what can I eat? What should I eat? Why am I eating this? Why am I not eating that? Versus I'm vegan and I don't eat anything that comes from an animal, but you don't really know why. You don't know what's in that stuff that maybe you don't want to be consuming. But when you're making an educated choice, I'm plant-based. Then you, you you do put the power back into your own hands where you're like, am I going to eat red meat? If the answer is yes, why would I choose to eat red meat? Mm-hmm. When would I eat, re- eat red meat? When would I not eat red meat? Whew, that's a <laughs> tongue to <say>. <laughs> I was struggling there. Um, But you start to ask yourself those questions and you do start to define your diet for yourself. And when somebody asks you what you eat or don't eat, you can tell them and you can tell them why. And, you know, for yourself and you can actually like educate them on some things like, did you know that? you know red meat has this or that or did you know that this is what they do to the chickens or did you know that dairy has this and it can cause this reaction in your body Um, and I think that that's the sweet spot to be able to be informed ourselves and also to educate other people for them to have a moment of pause and to decide for themselves without being like you're wrong for eating all that chicken right and vice versa did you know that it takes a
0: thousand seven hundred ninety nine <laughs> gallons of water to create one pound of beef? Oh,
2: I did not know that. I I really didn't. You know. <laughs> to your point, we uh, <laughs> <I> did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it eat, gave me that's pause. be a new figure. Yeah, no, right, right. Because it, did. it, it gave does. me like what? I'm, what? Yes, it gave me pause. It's oh. shocking. Yeah. And, and
1: to your point about slapping a label on something vegan, we talk about you know fake meats, right? It can. <sighs> you can slap something on it and say it's vegan. Yeah, it does 100% come from plants or mostly come from plants. It might also have, you know. also come from a lab. Exactly, and have names, uh, labels, ingredients on it that we don't recognize, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean it's organic, it doesn't mean it's all natural, it doesn't mean it's good for you. It just means that it doesn't have any um, plant, uh, animal-based derivatives in it, which is a whole other thing. Yes. Um, And on this team, we generally are pretty, there's some meat, um, what do you call it? Plant-based meats that we we've Enjoy from time right. to time. But the idea of plant-based is that you are eating
2: plants,
1: plants. Yep. To the extent possible.
2: Whole foods I think is is the the key too. Right. Like those whole foods because I, I do hear a lot of people are like okay well I'm gonna have like Tofu and all these like other things, and not to say that tofu is bad, but it's processed. It is processed, and once again, be educated. What is tofu? What is it made out of? What brands could you, would you want to stick to? Because you don't want just anybody's tofu, right? Like which ones align to what you want to be putting into your body? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all. I mean, I think good parameters for choosing what you're gonna eat or not eat.
0: Yeah. So. I liked what you said there is that it, it gives you choices and it lets you be conscious. And so when you were talking about honey and saying, well, I'm not vegan because I enjoy honey, I was thinking, you know what? I'm not vegan, not even close, but <laughs> even even if I could, I, I don't feel like I have to consume any kind of meat products, including fish, which for whatever reason, people don't think fish is meat, but that's a you know, debate for a different day. What I do find I have missed for the year that I wasn't eating it, Eggs, and especially when I travel, because I have a gluten allergy, so I can't just have some cereal
1: and orange juice, which I know you guys think, or apple juice, which you guys think is funny, but. Uh, And for the audience benefit, we think it's funny because Jen said growing up, she used to eat her cereal
2: with orange juice. Or Or apple juice. Not orange juice on the side, let's be clear. Yeah, clarify Not with a glass of orange juice. Like in place of milk. Like in place of milk.
1: Okay, hold hold on, hold on. Just let the audience sit with that for a second.
2: It's, it's really cereal, not that
1: strange. cereal with OJ in or case of milk. or apple juice is actually even better because it's got a little bit of sweetness to it. So Moment of please, pause. please don't try to please don't try to <laughs> convince us. Let's, let's just let the audience digest that for a second. One, one. Okay, okay. go. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: the, I will say again, and if you haven't listened to the episode where this came up, um, I we will list it in the show notes because I can't remember exactly which episode of season it's one it contains. It's, 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 it's listen. Weird, it's not that, that weird. weird. weird.
1: It's not weird for you, and that's cool. You, it was, it's not, it's not weird for you.
0: So this is why you could raise your kids vegan and they would be fine, right? Because when you teach a kid that this is what you're going to do, then they don't know any different, and they're like, "Well, that's fine." That is true. That is true. So kids are super resilient. Yeah. When I was in either like fifth grade or sixth grade, my mom read, my parents read the book Fit for Life by Harvey and Marilyn Diamond. And I'm not sure if it's still in print, but you can look at it. It had some really interesting things about basically how your body process a couple of things. And I won't even get into all of the principles, but the one that mattered was dairy is bad for every human, right? We are the only mammals that
1: are weaned from our mother's milk and then begin to drink some other animal's milk. And to be clear, there were just to add to that story. There, there weren't really nut milks or plant milks right. available at the time. Yeah, yeah this right. was so there was a reason. It wasn't ago. like your mom was just like,
2: eh.
0: and so the book said, you know, well, what if you want What if you have children and they want to eat cereal? What do you recommend? And it said, why not use apple juice or orange juice? Right, and so we started doing that, and it tasted fine. And I never missed milk. I'm sorry,
2: like I- from that point forward, I never missed milk. I'm so
1: I, special. I love
2: you. I think that that's true, though. I mean, there, think of, we talked in a previous episode before, I think we did, about, you know, April and I growing up in a house where, you know, our mom used Vaseline. And, like, in my adult life, I hate Vaseline. Don't have Vaseline
1: at all. You know, yeah,
2: at all. But we didn't realize until we got older that, like, oh, this is, like, not what other people do? Okay, like, people use lotion? What's, lo- <laughs> what's <it>? lotion? What's <laughs> lotion? Exactly. What's that? This, what's the substance? This is, this is like, new and foreign. <laughs> so, so I do think I don't that- remember that. So I don't know that we've talked about that. Oh, we have. yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. we did. Oh. Because April, you know, she's, like, she went over her friend's house, and her friend's, like, we don't have Vaseline. We got lotion. And April's just, like, I'm dry. I, am not <laughs> <sliding>. <laughs> come on, you everything
1: know? I touch isn't, isn't, <laughs> sliding. it's sliding off, I know, <laughs> oh, we used to put that on our patent leather shoes, it was good for ash, it was good for like first aid wounds, that's, that was like the cure all in my house, okay, so when yes. I went somewhere else and they didn't have it, I was just like, what you, what, what you doing, what, what you expect me to put on my body though, what like is this? That- it's got petrol it's petrol yes
2: it's awful it's not, for you know. it's not good for of cu- you yeah, yeah. Well, of i mean course. we know that but now the, but to the yeah. point right like if you, that's all that's you ever you know, all you know. That's, so and that deal. is what
1: makes transition so hard because it, to bring it back to plant based transition whether you do that as a young person or as an adult it's like wait this all this stuff it's it's like jen i think you brought this up before it's like changing your religion in a way because mm-hmm. it's like, wait, you, are you telling me everything else was wrong? No. Everything that came before this, everything that grandma taught me, uh, you know, you telling me it's wrong? No, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that's one choice. This is a different choice. You get to decide what you're going to choose next. Yeah. And do so, to go back to Lisa's uh, point, uh, consciously. Yeah. yeah. Can I go back to my egg story? Because I feel
0: like we we skipped right past. What were we talking about? Cereal. (laughs) So, (laughs) we got lost. (laughs) Right. So when I'm traveling, so when I'm at home, I can do one of a number of things, right? I enjoy some plant-based protein shakes. I will do my uh, gluten-free vegan toast with avocado, um, cucumber,
1: and Which tomato. Which awesome, by the way. I think it's even better than cereal. Certainly, it, it is. certainly It's certainly better more than cereal OJ. O- o-
0: and sometimes when I'm traveling, like on a, a video we posted to the Jealous Vegans Instagram feed, I made a salad for breakfast at the hotel, and it was awesome. But sometimes I don't either have the time or the facilities to do that. And so, or what I typically find is that I want something hot. I like hot food in the morning. And so when I'm traveling especially, I'm like, I want a veggie omelet with no cheese. Or I want, what I had on uh, this past week was I got two poached eggs, a side of avocado, and some breakfast potatoes. And it was good. And I was very satisfied, and I don't think I ate again. So that was at like 7.30 in the morning. I didn't eat again until about three o'clock when I landed back in D.C. So it, it filled me up and I felt good and
1: you know everything was great, you know. Crazy. Right, so the plant-based version of that, or um, yeah, you had some plants, right? But you had eggs, right? So, so the vegan version of that might be just a breakfast, a warm breakfast might be oatmeal, right? Or might be like- So I had that the day before. Right, so I'm and just saying good. that that's the contrast, yes. right? The yes. contrast is like plant-based. It's like, hey, I had avocado and I had these other things. I had plants. I was also craving eggs and something warm. So my conscious decision was I'm going to have, have eggs, eggs right? right? Versus as a vegan, it, the idea is like eggs, eggs are not good. even an option. You, and then maybe that's fine, yeah. right? Oh, I'm going to have oatmeal or I'm going to have, what's the thing that, iron, heavily in iron, um, farina is what it's called. Oh, yeah. I forget what it's the other thing is. but a cream of wheat? Cream of wheat, yeah, right? I might have something like that or I'd you know, make some vegan pancakes. So that's the challenge though, is that some places you go,
0: they use milk and their oatmeal, right? Right. right. Um, yeah. But the other thing is, so like a typical vegan who doesn't have a gluten sensitivity will be able to have a bagel or some toast or a yeah. pastry or maybe even a waffle depending on how they make it. But none of those things are options that I can take advantage of. And so
1: right.
0: for me, I feel like sometimes when I look at the menu I'm like I'm having eggs today yeah.
2: right well sorry that's the other thing that I like about plant-based over vegan is like I don't feel like vegan factors in all the different dietary restrictions that people may have and that's the other thing that I really enjoyed about just exploring plant-based for myself is like what makes me feel good what does my body not react to and that may be something that is not encompassed in a vegan diet but makes me feel great you know so do I not have this thing that makes me feel great so that I can subscribe to this sort of lifestyle that maybe doesn't suit me a hundred percent um that
0: is an excellent question and one we should pick up in our next episode
1: Mm. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or at thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.